today on It's Time. You're a person that makes things happen. You know, I heard it said one time, there's three kinds of people. Those that watch things happen, those that wonder what happened, and those that make things happen. I pray you're the ones that make things happen. It's time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your murmurings. (laughs) Hey, I like that. God's heard your grumblings. You know, I found out something. God hears it all, as a matter of fact. You know, that's why let our yes be yes and our no be no, because what comes more of that is sin. Well, he says... Now it came to pass, Aaron spoke to the whole congregation, the children of Israel, that they should, that they look towards the wilderness and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak to them saying, at twilight you shall eat meat and in the morning you should be filled with bread and all of you will know that I am the Lord your God. By the way, I think God puts us sometimes in tough situations so we'll know who our God is. Why, if God, you love me, why do I go through this trial? Because God's saying, I want you to come to me with your, with your, with your needs, not to everything else. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I've heard their murmurings of the children of Israel. At twilight, you shall eat meat. God was going to do something interesting. He was going to bring food at night. Quails, by the way, a delicacy to the Egyptians. Now they're going to have a delicacy. So it was, verse 13, that the quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay on the ground all around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness were small round substance as find frost on the ground. So the children of Israel saw it, and they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given this for you to eat. Uh, As we'll read on here, it probably looked a lot like sesame seeds. You know, you get a sesame seed bun, those little sesame seeds on top. Well, it, somehow it came in the dew. The dew would evaporate and it left all these little seeds all over. Now, there's a Hebrew tradition that says that right before all this happened, God had a mighty wind come, blow a lot of the dust away. And so the seed just kind of laid up on top of the ground. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is is what they began to gather together, sweep it up, as it says. And this very thing the Lord has commanded, let every man gather according to each person's need. One omer 
for each person according to the number of persons. Let every man take those who are in his tent. So every person gets an omer. Somebody says, how much is an omer? Well, somewhere in the, they figured out this could be anywhere from a, a, the size of a gallon to maybe that of a, of a cup. It's an unknown amount. We really don't know exactly how much it does, but it was enough to supply what you needed for a day's living. And so the children of Israel did so, gathered some more, some less, because some families were bigger, some were smaller. Verse 18, so they measured by omers, and one who gathered it had had nothing over, and some who gathered had lack had, had had no lack. Every man gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, let no one leave any of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning. In other words, they were going to kind of keep a little bit extra. You know, you, you don't know if you can really trust God or not. So we're going to keep a little bit extra here. So that way, you know, if there's a real shortage of manna, uh, 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 and by the word, the word manna means, what is it? <laughs> we're going to keep this, what is it? Uh, we're going to keep a little extra in case you never know there might be it. And they went to get it, turned rotten. They did not heed Moses. Some of them left apart till morning, and it bred worms, and it stank, and Moses was angry with them. I, how, how do he know that they did this? I, I imagine he could smell it. Do you know our sin stinks? Do you realize that? When we don't trust God, it, 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 it has a, a foul odor in your life and life of others. God's great pleasure is to take care of you. You're his kids. Never forget who you are in Jesus. All the way through the Bible, if God had to have ravens bring food to Elijah in the desert, God will provide for you in miraculous ways. He has ways of doing things that you don't know of, that I don't know of. But that's the God we serve. And to see God's hand provide for me when I know there was no way possible for him to do that, I go, wow, that's the glory of the Lord. See, a lot of times we want to see some magumenous thing that, oh, I don't know if that's a word, but it should be. Magumenous thing that shows us the power of God. And God says, I'm going to show you my glory and just simply providing what you need every day. You know, the people of the world, they don't have that. And I believe, friends, in the days to come, we are entering into the time of shortages. Have you noticed that? They're closing down a lot of American manufacturing, automobile company manufacturing, because we can't get the... Uh, the chips that control all the electronics in the car. It's going to affect many different things. We know that wood and, and plywood and all those kinds of things, they go up and down like a, like a roller coaster. We're, we're in a time of shortages. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said the thing is that concerns him the most is when we start going into the shortages of food in the days to come. Because you see, you can't have this kind of insanity running without it affecting every aspect of our lives. But one thing that is exempt from that is God. 
God economy, God's standard is not based upon man's. Thank the Lord. And he provides for us. His word says he does. And God has given us a family in which we can turn to one another and see the glory of the Lord. And so he says, They gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. Uh, And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread. Two omers for each person, and all the rulers of the congregation of Israel came and told Moses. And they said, this is what the Lord said. Tomorrow is the Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today. Boil what you will boil. Lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. And so they laid up all in the morning. Moses commanded that they did, Moses, as Moses commanded, it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. So this is just a divine providence. It doesn't, it doesn't follow logic. If you keep it overnight and it rots, why would you find it not rotting as you gather it up the day before the Sabbath? It's because God was showing him he's greater than the issue at hand. Remember, you have a miracle working God. Jesus walked on the water. Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes. Have you seen the supernatural provision hand of God in your life? If you're a Christian, you will see that. It's not that, well, maybe someday you will see that God has a way of providing for you when there is no other way. I remember years ago, I was in a church, and um, I was raised in a very traditional church where we didn't have guitars or anything like that. And I was pretty much done with going to church. I didn't want to go anymore. My mom thought she had failed and, ah, you know, kind of thing. And um, I went out to this church, and uh, I walked in, and... They had a band, like kind of like we have here, but it, they had guitars and everything. And now you got to remember, back in you know 1972, that was pretty radical. You didn't see that. Uh, and and so uh, I, I remember remember being there, and there there was some guys that got together and practiced, and I would go and watch them practice, and I would record for them because I understood electronics. But they had a song, and one of the songs was Jesus. He's a way maker, Jesus. He's a way maker. One day he made a way for me. When my life was dark and dreary, Jesus came and he answered my prayer. One day, one day, he'll make a way for you. And I thought about that and I go, and it's funny, I remember that all these years, that Jesus, he's a way maker. He makes a way when there is no way. That's what God specializes in. That's what I love about the Lord. He, he makes things happen. And because you're in him, you're a person that makes things happen. You know, I heard it said one time, there's three kinds of people. Those that watch things happen, those that wonder what happened, and those that make things happen. I pray you're the ones that make things happen. Because you see, you're in Christ, and that Spirit of God in you that's alive will do that. Well, he says, Moses said, eat, verse uh, 25, eat today 
For today is the Sabbath. Ask the Lord, today you shall not find any in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. By the way, this is the first time God begins to speak about a day of rest. Now, here's how people goof this up. The day of rest isn't that God was tired. It was an example to show us we need to take a day of rest and enjoy God's provision. Now, you may be in the paramedic field, you may be a doctor, or you may be a, uh, in the law enforcement. Your day of rest may be a Tuesday or a Thursday or something else. But you should take a day off and enjoy God's blessings in your life. Well, you know, no, God, if I do that, then it'll overwhelm me. I've got to work every day to make it work. Got to keep your old nose to the grindstone. No, actually, you need to take a day off and see the glory of the Lord in your life. Let God bless you by providing for you and making up the difference. It really isn't so much that God needs a day off. Because Jesus said the Sabbath is not meant for God. The Sabbath is for you. Take a day off. God will provide for you. He'll make up the difference. People get it all backwards and think, oh, I'm good because I keep the Sabbath. No, the Sabbath is good for you. So you can take a day off. You can see God's provision, see God's hand in your life. You don't have to be like the rest of the world. Six days you shall gather, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather and found none. And the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, The Lord has given you the Sabbath there. And by the way, given you the Sabbath. Notice that. It's not for God. It is for you. You know, it's really weird. People are so goofy. You know, God grabs us by the neck, holds a gun to our heads. You're going to take a day off whether you want it or not. You know, I I need that. Have you ever noticed now that you get older, from some of you that are a little bit older, and in the afternoon you get tired, and you think, gee, it would sure be nice to go in and take a nap. Am I the only one like this, okay? Remember your mother would come and say, it's time to take your nap. Oh, I don't want to take my nap. And and you got to take your nap right now. Lay down and you'd fight with mom and everything like that. Oh, for the days of mom coming and saying, take your nap. Thank you, mama. It's something I really look forward to. But it's kind of the same thing. It's where God says, I want you to come and rest. But God, what about everything? What's going to happen? And God says, will you just rest in me. It isn't so much the day off. It's that you're trusting me to make up the difference. Oh man, so much better. See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Verse 29, therefore he gives you the sixth day 
uh, bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day and the house of Israel called the name manna. They called this stuff manna. It was like white sesame seeds with the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. I, I always envisioned it probably a lot like graham crackers. Is kind of my idea of what this stuff was probably like. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for your generations, that, it may see, that they may see the bread which I fed you in the wilderness. When I brought you out of the land of Egypt, this eventually went into the Ark of the Covenant for those who are uh, Bible, uh, Bible scholars. And Moses said to Aaron, take a pot and put an omer of manna in it and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. And so again, it went into the, the Ark. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel ate manna 40 years until they came into the inhabited land. And they ate manna until it came to the border of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Wow. You look at this. An omer is kind of a still an undefined thing. Well, is that by accident? Or is it when we realize that Jesus is the bread of life? You know, there's sometimes I really need to just be immersed in Christ in everything. Maybe during a worship service where you just let God just kind of deal with you. And then sometimes when you're driving down the road and you have to make decisions, I believe that the Lord is always there to provide what we need. I pray today that your rest is in Christ, your Sabbath rest is in Christ, that he has shown you his glory in his provisions for you. You know, it's interesting in the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, it says six days you'll work, seventh you'll rest. Now, I think what's amazing about that tells me a lot about the nature of man. You know, when you go to college and they uh, run you through all the psych classes, you know, all I want to be is an auto body and fender man. No, you have to have the psych classes to really mess up your head. Okay, I'll take those classes. And they say things, you know, and they got all this stuff that they do uh, to kind of mess your head up um, in, in these classes. But Really, again, going back, the Bible tells us who we are. By nature, we can either be workaholics or we can be lazy. Six days you'll work, seventh you'll rest. I know a lot of people won't work on any day. I know a lot of people that will work seven days a week and never stop. There's a balance that we need, but it tells me by nature we can get out of balance real easy because the old sin nature doesn't know what it wants. This morning, where is your rest? Where is your provision? Where is your glory of the Lord? Do you see God's provision in your life? And if you don't, I want to invite you to come to Christ today. Jesus was, he said, I was manna, the manna that came down from heaven. That's what you need. That's what you need to feed upon. Because as you feed upon Christ, we become more of what we're like, who we're with. You become more of what you worship. You worship money, you're going to get green and wrinkled. I guarantee it. You worship God, your heart will be softer. 
You'll be more thankful. You'll be more, uh, you'll recognize more of the presence of God in your life because this is what God does this morning. If you've never received Christ as your savior and you are living, trying to provide everything for yourself, you're trying to call the shots. I just want to invite you this morning to accept Christ as your savior. The Bible says that he died for you. He died on the cross for you. But not only did he die for you, he rose from the dead to prove he had power over death and to give you a new life that you need, so desperately need. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Jesus shed his blood for you so you could be forgiven. I think that's really neat. Greater love, the Bible says, hath no man than he lays his life down for a friend. Jesus laid his life down for you. And for that, I'm extremely thankful. The glory of the Lord, everything you need is in him. If you've never received Christ as your Savior, you're sick of calling the shots yourself. I'm driving. Where are you going? I haven't a clue. I'll tell you, when you look at the newspaper today... You don't know what anything's doing. I I, I don't know. I talked to a friend this past week. He says, yeah, I want to buy a a new skid steer. But they're so expensive right now. I'm just going to wait till the whole economy collapses and then I'll buy one. And I'm going, yeah. We don't know what's in front of us. But I know the one who is. And this morning... You can have your sins forgiven. You can have a brand new life. You can have that thankfulness every day. The glory of God of what he did for you is doing for you and will do for you. If you've never prayed and received the Lord, we're going to pray right now. And you can ask Christ into your life. And so let's pray and let's see what God will do in your life. And if you're a Christian and you've drifted away from the Lord and you believe the lies of the world, like we started this uh, time together this morning, and you begin to believe the lies and how good it was back in Egypt serving Satan and Pharaoh and all that kind of stuff, I just want to invite you to come back to Jesus where the real life and real freedom is in him. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we thank you for everything you are. Jesus, I invite you into my life today. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I've lived a life my way and I'm not happy. And so I ask you now to come into my life and change me. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And so from this day forward, I want to live in you. I want to be about your business. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to be about what you want me to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.